T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to another one of these. It's America's team. I'm Austin York. This is Tristan Rhines. And that's Dylan Reed. And we're coming to you after a big time. And I can't tell you how relieved I am to say this. The Cowboys came out with a victory. Uh, two people in this room picked the Cowboys to win that game. <laughs> uh, the guy that's laughing obviously didn't. But the Cowboys really made Tom Brady look like just a normal quarterback or a guy that Probably is at the end of the rope. Cowboys come away with a big victory. They're moving on to the divisional round against the hated San Francisco 49ers. We'll get to that in a second. But I got have to ask you guys, I mean, that game, I just was so impressed with how the Cowboys came out. I'll start with you, Dylan. What, was, what stood out to you, I guess, if you can come away? There's a lot of things that went well. Yeah. But what, what the top two things, could you, if you can narrow it down, that you brought away from that big win over Tampa Bay? Well, the two things that stood out to me are, one, we did make Tom Brady look somewhat pedestrian, and I think that we kind of all agreed that that could be a possibility going in, and then all of us kind of also said, wait a minute, it's Tom Brady, you know, you can never really be sure, but we kind of went into that thinking, eh, can't really run the ball, they're not very good at converting third downs, they don't really pass that well, and our pass rush is going to get to him instantly, and that's kind of exactly what happened. And then my other takeaway from this would also be just how good I feel about the entire Cowboy offensive line. You know, we saw uh, Peters go down, and I thought to myself, oh gosh, here we go again. Another injury in the offensive line that's been so healthy all year. Tyler Smith goes back out to left tackle like he's been there all year, and I just thought, you know, this this offensive line is... This offensive line is ready for the playoffs and ready to be an offensive line that can not just run block and not just pass well, but if somebody gets hurt, the next man up happens. And it's not just some generic tagline. It actually happened in the game. Tristan, what, what stood out to you? What were the things that you brought away? I know, again, you were a little doubtful of the Cowboys, but you sure. said a lot of the things you said that they had to do, they did. Yeah, and so absolutely. What, what stood out? Well, First and foremost, I touched on this last week, uh, but Dak's confidence level, I mean, the first couple of drives, three and outs, but as soon as that switch flipped, the Dallas Cowboys offense started rolling. It never, ever stopped, really. I mean, Tampa Bay was exhausted towards the tail end of that yeah. game. I mean, Dallas was moving the ball. It looked like they had so much urgency. Like, they wanted to be there. They looked like they were, hey, we have absolute control of this game. Huge, huge point to stand out to me. And obviously, the pass rush was on point. I mean, what was it? The, the finish line was only one sack, but mm-hmm. if you watched that game, I mean, you guys and already Jonathan touched on Hankins this, man. Jonathan got that sack. Yeah. Jonathan Hankins, that? people got that yeah. sack, right? Yeah, so, the, the run stuffer. Harassing Tom Brady for all four quarters, slowing down that offense. I mean, we, like I said last week, if the Dallas Cowboys get confident and the pass rush works, those two exact things happened, and you saw success. Yeah, and I think uh, for me it was uh, – 
I think Dak kind of returned to what we knew he could be. I'm not extremely surprised by that performance. I know that some people were, and I'm like, I don't know where you've been living then because that's what he is capable of when he is playing on on point. Uh, that's why I think he's a top 10 quarterback. The things that stood out to me, number one, I thought Leighton Vander Esch played great. He played back. He covered guys, which was, was yeah. crazy. Uh, he was excellent against the run, which he's really stepped up. At the beginning of the year, I think we kind of mentioned this, is that I, I was really – Concerned about him and thinking, I probably cut the guy. I mean, if he doesn't make it this year, now it's almost to a point where you got to resign this guy because if you don't, so I don't know what flip uh, uh, switch that he did, but uh, Dan Quinn has got him playing, and that that was really awesome. And and also, I looked at J. Ron Curse. He's a stud, and everyone talks about Micah Parsons and how great Micah Parsons has been. Uh, and he is. I mean, there's no doubt. I think yeah. he's kind of the heart and soul. But I keep hearing from guys that the leader on that team and that defense is J. Ron Curtis. And to me, he keeps showing that. Uh, he keeps popping up. He was there when the interception in the end zone. And I thought that was a huge turning point because if Brady scores there, who knows what happens. J. Ron uh, picks it off in the end zone, and then it's off to the races. It starts becoming a blowout. And, and to, to kind of, if there's a 2A, there's a 2B here. I thought Wilson played a great game, yes. too. And so back in, that defense to me was was the key to the game. Yeah, we knew the offense scored all the points and stuff, but that, that defense really stepped up and, and made life uh, really miserable. I wanted to ask you guys this, and, and I'll start with you, Tristan, if you can. And now that the Cowboys are moving on to the divisional round, I'll ask you this. A lot of things have gone right. You can't have a team win – 12 games, win a playoff game now yeah. without things going right. What is the thing that really has impressed you the most about this team so far this season uh, as they go into the divisional round against uh, the 49ers? Well, I think it's a, a short memory in a, in a number of senses, right? I mean, yeah. that really tough loss, final game of the season. I mean, you know, uh, the whole the whole city of Dallas is burning down. They, wa- they lost well, to the was. Commanders, right? <laughs> it really was. Um, but having that short memory really – it's it's very telling, right? You don't dwell on losses too long. Um, I mean, you win 12 games. Obviously, you're not losing quite a few mm-hmm. of those games. But the short memory is a really big deal, in my opinion, to just move on from, all right, we made the mistakes. Let's correct them. Let's go out there, play A-game football. And we saw that turnaround. Yeah. What about you, Dylan? What's the one thing that you think, oh, wow, this is this is awesome? You know, the one thing to me that I really like, and I want to kind of go back to the defense a little bit and it's not just that I mean obviously I like the defense I like the pass rush but I like the sense that it seems like throughout the year they're getting better like you mentioned it seems like LVE gets keeps getting better and better and it all culminated in maybe the best game I've ever seen him play he was playing that center he was playing that like deep center fielder kind of position yeah. I've never seen him play before and I thought is Leighton Vanderish out here defending the pass he almost Picked off Tom Brady, and then we have you know both of our safeties, like you mentioned. I mean, Curse has been awesome. Wilson's been a you know a wrecking ball all year, blitzing as well as playing good in the secondary. And we have guys like Israel Mukwamu playing, Mukwamu, yeah. yeah, playing incredible, uh, uh, incredible, you know, snaps at the uh, nickel position, doing a great job stopping Chris Godwin. Really, what I thought was their biggest threat coming out of the slot. And yeah. then Bland played really physical all game. And, I mean, I, I understand that Diggs isn't physical, but he still—Diggs has the ability to erase a part of the field at this point. 
No quarterback is going to throw at Diggs because it's just simply not worth it. And the other defensive backs, game by game by game, injuries, you know, be damned, are seeming to get better and better. We get our number two and number three cornerback down, and we're playing the best, really, secondary play we've seen all year was our last game. I'll tell you this, and I, I think Cowboys fans need to probably be excited about this, is when, after the Washington game, Dan Quinn held that little press conference, and he said, for the last three games, I know it's uncomfortable, but I don't mind being uncomfortable. I've messed with packages, and I've made mental notes. You can't do this. You can't do that. I would almost say, if I'm a Cowboy fan, throw away what you've seen on the defense the last three games in the regular season from the Washington game, I think even after the Jacksonville game, Texans and and Titans. Forget all that. The reason, he was messing with packages to see what could work. And I think in his head, he knew in this game what I'm going with here. I don't care. I'm going to mess it around, kind of like I'm not tipping my hand. And so when, when Tampa Bay came in, they didn't see the same looks. Uh, Mukwamu or whatever his name yeah. is. I mean, they didn't, Where did he come from? Yeah, they were not expecting him. Uh, Deron Bland, they saw a heavy dosage of him. So I think that for me, the big thing about this season, and I mentioned him a little bit, was Tyler Smith. And I, 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 I don't know why I felt so impressed to say this, but at the beginning of the year, I never heard, it's been a, quite a while since I've heard so much criticism for a first-round draft pick from the Cowboys. And usually they're pretty good at offensive linemen picking in, in around in Dallas. They just hated this pick. Oh, he's going to has problems with holding penalties. Has he really been flagged for holding this much this year? I, I don't, I don't know how all. many. Not at all. Not I don't barely all, really. hear his name. You ask this guy to play different positions. Your main guy, Tyron Smith, goes down. He he steps in. He's played guard after they they were they had him at guard all uh, spring training or uh, spring training training camp, <laughs> and then they had him back at left tackle. I mean, he's done everything that you've asked him to do. Uh, I don't think he's he's been maybe average. At his worst, very good at his best. And so I just have to give my uh, tip my cap to that guy and just say he has done absolutely everything that you've asked him to do and more so. And you were talking about that offensive line. Continuity is key for an offensive line. They haven't had it. Yeah. So many injuries. You know, Tyrese going down. Uh, uh, Smith is now just now coming back. I mean, they've had to swing guys left and right. Uh, the center, uh, Biotis, just coming back. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the fact that he stepped in as a rookie and was able to contribute as much as he did is just to, phenomenal to me. And, and I think all those people that were criti- critical of him need to I – mean, it might be owing him an apology. This, mm-hmm. this, uh, I mean, I owe him an apology because I was certainly one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I, I thought I was it was a, little, a bad pick. Yeah, when you talk about – all right. I remember, I'll never forget this, is when I was watching the draft, I had some cowboy things up on the Twitter, and they said, anybody but Tyler Smith, and I'm happy. <laughs> and of course. And they picked yeah. Tyler Smith. And I just remember thinking, and, but then I look at the guy, and I'm like, wow. He's a physical you know, specimen. This guy's not bad. I don't know why. The, the only reason that people knocked him was Tulsa and the fact that he had penalties. And so those things have been cleaned up, really. Let's hope that that, uh, (laughs) continues on in the playoffs. But we'll start with you there, Tristan. Uh, What are the first things when you look at this San Francisco game? Mm -hmm. What are the first things that stand out? All right, the Cowboys are going to need to do this to beat the San Francisco 49ers. What's the first thing that stands out and go, wow, all right, we're going to have to somehow come up with an answer here? I mean, 
to be honest, San Francisco, as well as many, I'm, I'm sure people know, a really complete, really well-rounded team. And what they do well is keeping defenses off balance. I, I think if Dallas is going to come into this game and really put their best foot forward here, it's honestly going to have to come from the defensive side of the football. You're facing against, obviously, a number one level uh, defense in San Francisco's, uh, respectively. But I think if Dallas has a real chance here, it's going to have to be coming from the defense, slowing down guys like Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Eli Mitchell, uh, and of course, George Kittle. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Relevant, let's be honest, Brock mm-hmm. Purdy. Yeah, big cock Brock. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, that's quite literally who he is. I mean, I mean, it's kind of funny, right? It's I hope this doesn't happen because I want the Cowboys to win. But mm-hmm. it does kind of give you shades of. I mean, talk about Big Cock Brock gives you shades of Big Dick Nick. No, back when the yeah. back when the Eagles did it, and they had this. guy. I mean, uh, Nick Foles wasn't a seventh round rookie, but nonetheless, no one really saw him being able to play any level of competent football, and he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I definitely agree with you. I, I think that the Cowboys are going to like they did their last game. They're going to have to rely on their defense. They've been in Austin. You've said it before. They've been a defense first team all year. That's been the strongest uh, part of their team consistently. And like I mentioned, it seems to consistently be getting better in the one area that I think they're the weakest, which is their secondary. But what I think the Cowboys really, really need to do in order to win this game is actually offense. Because I think that they need to attack what I see as kind of a kink in the armor of the NFL's number one defense. Because that's... What they're lauded as, you said as much, right? That's what most people consider them to be. Now, that's understandable. They're an elite, elite defense. They're simply one of the best, sure. But there are a few things that they do that they really don't do that well. They're 19th, not first, in opponents' third down conversion percentage. They're 20th in yards allowed per game. And here's another little fun factoid. They're one of the most zone-heavy offenses, or I'm sorry, defenses in the NFL. And one of the best quarterbacks in all of the NFL, period, at picking apart the zone is one Dak Prescott, coming off of one of his best games of the season. That's where we're going to win this game. As much as the defense needs to get in Brock Purdy's face and needs to be able to disrupt the pass if they can, stop the run if they can, you need to get out there and not be afraid. You need to get out there, and I want the same level of aggression that Dak has had all year. I know he's thrown a lot of picks, but you need that to win this game. You need to force the ball. You need to get aggressive. You need to attack the holes in this secondary that will exist throughout the game. The thing that scares me about the 49ers is their offense, and it's not necessarily because of Brock Purdy. That's the That, to me, is the, the weak link, if there is. But you got guys like that fullback, and I what's his name? Kyle Dr- Juszczyk. Juszczyk, <laughs> yeah. That he's guy good. can line up at tight end. He can go out. Uh, he can block. You got Christian McCaffrey who can line up at, at wide, a uh, wide out on mm-hmm. the, on the on the sides. You can put him in the slot as well. Go anywhere. You can put Debo Samuel in the backfield. Have yeah. him in the slot. Have him uh, wide, and then Ayuk, and then of course George Kittle who who blocks can like go, an offensive lineman, man. That, the monster, yeah, an extra and, tackle out in the corner. You roll him out, and then yeah. he's he can spread mm-hmm. the safety now. So the safety's back. Jennings is good too. I mean, heck, their yeah. team is ridiculous. You've got guys. All, that's the the versatility of those guys. Usually, when you see guys on the field, you say, "All right, well, okay, this guy he's not running a pattern here. Or he's not doing that." But yet, you can run the same play with different personnel at just moving them in different positions, and you've got 
you've got a lot of confusion. That's the thing that I worry about the Cowboys. I think they they the 49ers are so good at not asking Purdy to do a lot. And that's the thing that I think if the Cowboys can exploit, if they can make him try to beat them, I don't really think they've got a great vertical game. No, it's all I mean, five-yard passes. That's it's right. all yak they, yards. They're very good. In fact, they're the best in the NFL at yards after the catch. They have been for years. And that looks great. That's kind of how Jimmy G made his his name. Is He never was throwing for 300-yard gains and four touchdowns all that often. He was just doing these little dink and dunks. Yeah. And and just uh, matriculating the ball down the field, as they yeah. say. So well, anyway, putting them putting them in a position to not lose the game is really mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's a key. So I think that's that the, that's the thing that scares me. Let me ask you this before we go any further: Is there something in the Dallas side of the ball, offensive or defense, that concerns you that you think, hmm, that's not really looking so great? Uh, we'll get to the kicker. Let's say outside of the elephants in the room. Let's forget that guy for a second. That's the that's the yeah. But is there one position that you're like, or or a group that you're like, mm, I wish they could be playing a little bit better right now. We'll start with you, Dylan. You know what there is, and it's kind of, it's it's. I'm going to say there's one player that concerns me, and it's not Brett Maher, and there's one kind of de- side of the defense that concerns me, and that's. We saw our defense stop the Bucks from running the ball, right? I think they were really successful in that. I believe that Leonard Fournette had 11 yards that game. So obviously pretty successful run stopping right there. Some of that had to do with what they had to do offensively because they're behind, right? But the San Francisco 49ers are a different animal. I mean, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, like you mentioned, they're kind of almost the same person. They're both extremely good out of the backfield and at receiver, so... My concern is kind of stopping the run. I know that they like to do a lot of fun, exotic mixing around and moving people to different positions, but like my real concern is just Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel in the backfield getting handed the ball. We need Leighton Van Der Esch and we need Jonathan Hankins to be those guys. Like We need them to be those guys. And another particular player that I'm concerned about, and I've been concerned about him for a couple of games now, but now I'm very concerned. And I hate to say this because I know he's a Cowboy favorite, but I'm very concerned about Zeke Elliott. I'm worried at this point in the year, and look, I know that he's the bruiser. Mm -hmm. I know that he only gets a couple of yards on his carries. And look, a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have said this. I thought he was playing really well. I think overall he had a good season. But here's something to keep in mind about Zeke, all right? This is something you, you really need to know about Zeke. In his last 40 carries, he's gotten 74 yards. That's a 1.85 yards a carry. That is, I'm just saying, let's say the situations were flipped. And let's say we had Zeke on injury and we had Malik Davis taking his spot and we had another uh, running back on the practice squad. Yeah. If Malik Davis on his last 40 carries had gotten you 75 yard, 74 yards at 1.85 yards a clip, you would say, we got to send Malik back down. He's not ready yet. And the problem is... Zeke Elliott is such a stalwart with this organization, and he is such a solid pass protector that he's still going to be a huge part of the scheme. Now, they went more towards Tony. Like they should, I think TP is our guy. But I am concerned about Zeke Elliott. I'm concerned about first and 10, hand the ball to Zeke. All right, right he now was really the second only, and 10. Yeah, he was the only offensive player that really didn't have a great game. I mean, he, exactly. he was kind of, kind of non-existent, really. And I think that was... Part of the good thing the Cowboys did kind of go away from them because mm-hmm. they realized that. What what concerns you about the Cowboys going into this one? 
The biggest concern for me is turnovers. Uh, Dallas, this past season, was the eighth worst team in the entire NFL at giving the ball away. Gave the ball away I mean, ex- tons of times. I mean, yeah. Dak Prescott, of course, um, led the league in interceptions in 12 games. Um, to me, that's a huge concern, especially against a team like San Francisco that alternatively has given the ball away the third least in the entire NFL. They have the best turnover differential at plus 13 that they had walking into this uh, this playoff. And, they, alternatively, and they, uh, you know, I was just going to say they actually have the second most uh, re- turnover recoveries in the entire NFL, too. Yeah. They're, so they're really good at taking the ball away from you yeah, as well. Yeah. So... I mean, the name of the game here, in my eyes, is really going to be turnovers, right? I mean, I understand the the desire to be aggressive, and obviously both of these offenses are going to have to try to keep the opposing defense um, uncomfortable, off balance. I think that's really going to be a big name in the game for either one of these teams walking in. However, when it comes down to opportunities to score points, Dallas is giving their opponents a lot of those opportunities. You're right about that, and mine is... I mean, I, I, I hate to say this because, but I was really concerned a little bit about Trayvon Diggs in this last game, and maybe even the last couple of games. I'm not saying he's a bad corner and he's he's overrated or anything, but I don't think he's played his his best in the last two games, and and, and even against Tampa Bay, I saw him really primarily lined up against Mike Evans, and Mike Evans had some pretty good good receptions there, including a touchdown. And I really think when you look at Trayvon, I noticed him kind of. I don't know, Olay a lot of tackles where you'd see, all right, you guys get him, or I'm not going to be very yeah. physical. Making a business decision. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> that's right. And I don't, I'm not saying that he's not a great corner, but you're going to really need him to be locked down. You're going to have to to make one side of the field know, all right, I'm not messing with that, and then limit what they do on the other side. But, but for him to, I think he's kind of played not his best football in the last couple of games. That's a little concerning to me uh, against a team, especially where you're going to need every second. I thought what they did against Brady when they just made him hold on to that ball for a second longer, that allows the defense to get to him. Brock is not that animal. He usually gets rid of it if he is quick because of the underneath stuff. But any second longer that he can hold on to that ball, you're going to need Trayvon Diggs to be a lockdown in this one. Where is a a clear advantage that you see Dallas has over San Francisco, or is there one? Is this just clearly San Francisco is the better team, and it's going to take a monumental effort? No turnovers, as you mentioned. What what? How do you see this? Is there is there one area where Dallas like I I like that matchup? You asking me first? Or you yeah, asking, you okay. hit it. Okay. Um. Well. I did mention the turnover game uh, as a big focal point for this game, but I do want to say Dallas does also lead the NFL in forced fumbles and takeaways this season. It's a huge, huge deal to get the ball out of, obviously, the opposition's hands. So in in my eyes, where they have the biggest strength, what can work for them is creating that pressure. Micah Parsons, Lawrence, uh, Hankins up the middle, right, who got that lone sack last game. Impressive. Um, Allowing guys like Trayvon Diggs and the rest of your secondary to really take advantage of the quarterback, Brock Purdy. Take advantage of, you know, maybe pushing him to to a platform that's uncomfortable. I watched that San Francisco-Seattle game um, that first uh, week of the playoffs last week, the wild card. 
And they were trying to force Brock Purdy into situations where they took away an entire half of the field. If you can take away a half of the field, let's say take away the side that is opposite of Trayvon Diggs, force him to throw at Diggs, Diggs is really good at creating turnovers on his own. I, I think that's going to be the thing. If Dallas wins this game, it's going to be creating that pressure, forcing that turnover. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, man, that's absolutely key. What, what do you think? Is there one area you think Dallas can have the upper advantage? You know, there is, and I, and, and I mentioned it earlier. I, I really do think it's that 49ers secondary. I mean, frankly, at this point in the season, where we're at, all games played, as as much as I've belly ached about oh we need to oh we're so we're so weak outside of Trayvon Diggs for weeks now, as our secondary gets better and better, I take the Cowboys secondary over the Niners secondary. Yeah, the like Niners said, you can throw on them. You can Gino throw Smith on threw them. on them pretty well. Yeah, so. exactly. And Dak is a heck of a lot better quarterback. No offense, but a heck of a lot better quarterback than Geno Smith. And that's really where I think they're better. Like I said, they're twentieth in yards given up per game as a secondary and. I don't know the number they're at, but they're certainly a, a top ten at least defense in zone, probably even top five. And like I mentioned, if you're giving Dak that opportunity to poke holes in your zone, to find little spots where CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard can all find little openings, I think that we can exploit that pretty easily, to be honest. And I'm going to go a little bit more general here. I, I think and the Cowboys have picked this word resilience and they've been rallying around that whole thing this year. I think that this team is resilient. And I look, I know San Francisco has had a lot of injuries and they've gotten healthy. But San Francisco, if you look at that, we, we were talking about this, their schedule, they beat the Chargers. That's their big win. The Chargers. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the rest of their schedule has been very soft. You've asked, I mean, they played, they got a great. Uh, first-round opponent in the Seahawks who backed their way into it, or else it would have been Green Bay because Green, Green Bay lost. They had to get the Seahawks, who they'd already beaten twice. Seahawks were a overachieving team. Love it. Love their story. But that was not a playoff-caliber team. They were, they were on the verge, I guess. They, they pulled away some wins. Brock Purdy hasn't been asked to do much. This team is riding an 11-game winning streak. Cowboys on the other hand, have lost their quarterback for the most of the beginning of the season. They were able to hold on. They've had all kinds of injuries on the offensive line. They were able to plug those holes. They had no really wide receiver other than CeeDee Lamb. Michael Gallup was slow. He didn't start the season. You had offense, or defense that started out so hot. They've been injured. 
you've had a heartbreaking loss with Green Bay and then to come back the way they did. Everyone's doubting Dak Prescott. Everyone thinks uh, he's not that good and overrated and not going to get you a Super Bowl, and here they are. That battle-tested stuff, I think that that is as tight a locker room as I could, I've ever seen. I think that means something when it comes to the playoffs, when you're hurting and you're, you really need that extra yard and you need to dig deep. I think, that, I think that's where they have the advantage, just that mental edge of if it's a fight, you and me, I'm going to take you. I don't care what my size is. I don't care how hard I hurt. I'm going to take you out because I've been there. And so it comes down to nut-cutting time. Here it is. Prediction time. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're going last week. We know where you go. We're going to start with you this week. Did okay. the Cowboys win you over? They're a three-and-a-half-point underdog. What do you think about San Francisco, Dallas? So uh, there are a couple of guys that throughout this entire episode we really haven't talked about, um, even for San Francisco, that I think are going to be the keys to this game. Uh, their names are Trent Williams and oh, yeah. Mike yeah. McGlinchey. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately for Dallas, these guys are incredibly good at what they do. Um, I think this is where the game is going to be won or lost. And honestly, it's Trent Williams and McGlinchey. I think they're both incredibly talented football players. For those particular matchups, I think San Francisco wins. And I think that is that extra edge that gives San Francisco that win. So you think, you know, the Trent Williams at left tackle pretty much. It's him and Micah. I mean, that's it's going to be a lot of fun. That is yes. going to absolutely be your matchup for the game there. But, I mean, Trent Williams, even at his age, is a true all-pro for a reason. So oh, yeah. that's where that edge comes from. Uh, if I'm Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, all those guys, I'm figuring out a way to get McCar- or, uh, Micah Parsons away from Trent Williams, blind him up on another side. You can't just have him going up against him all day or else that's going to be a losing battle. So you you believe San Francisco wins? Yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco. I'll be the bad guy again. I understand I was the bad guy <laughs> last week. Villain. I'm okay being the villain here, but I mean that's that's what my brain's telling me. I'm taking San Fran. All right, Dylan, what do you think? Well, you know this is a tough one for me because uh, every episode we've done, and it's for a darn good reason. The Cowboys have 12 wins. They're a fantastic team. Uh, they're I think really one of the best in the entire NFL. But this is the first time that I will have to say that my heart wants one thing. <laughs> and here's the problem, and I was telling Tristan this right before we did the episode. Here's the problem is that my brain wants one thing, but the more research I do, the more film I watch, the more analytics I dive into, the more I lean towards San Francisco. I think, like I mentioned before, I think there are areas that the Cowboys can attack, and I think the Cowboys can win this game. And I think that even though the Niners probably will win this game, it'll be a close, hard-fought battle. But ultimately, sports gun to my head, house on the house on the line, yeah. right? I would have to go with the 49ers here. I just there's yeah. just too many. Like if you create a list where you say, This is why I think the Cowboys are gonna win, and this is why I think the 49ers are gonna win, the problem is the second list there has more things on it. And I hate that because not only yeah. am I a lifelong Cowboys fan, born and raised here in Dallas, but it's the 49ers, one of our most hated rivals. Oh, but yeah. Kyle Shanahan, to me, has the best offensive mind in the entire league. And ultimately, I think the 49ers are probably the best team in the NFC. This was the team that I was scared of all year, uh, but I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. And I'll tell you, I, I really do. And, and I, I think I was honestly 
a little bit more concerned about last week, just getting past the mental pass, the Tom Brady, all of that. If you can get to this game, and the reason is you got 11-win team coming in, and, and I say 11-win streak team, that's bound. I know it's the playoffs, but that's bound to get knocked off. You've never seen Brock Purdy that's under any Patriots kind fan. of pressure. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you looked at you know New England. Uh, yeah. You've seen that. Now uh, I know. Traumatized. Yeah, and, and you got it. Brock Percy, Purdy has never been pressured. He's never really had adversity this season. Now, I'm not talking about college, but just this season, he's never had it. If you could give any, if you can knock him off just a bit, I'm not saying he won't respond, but I watched that first half of the San Francisco game against Seattle. I don't think he looked very good at all. And had they were in, Seattle was in that game until early in the fourth. I don't want to point two games and suggest that the two teams are the same or whatever. I just think that if Dallas can get off, the, one thing that worries me about Dallas is the, oh, the turnovers. I just, you can't have those turnovers. But if they can get off hot, which is which is a tall task, if they can get off hot, it's going to disrupt San Francisco's game plan. They can't do this dink and dunk stuff. They can't just do, oh, I'm going to go to Debo here or that and the other. I do think that Dan Quinn knows what he's doing. I, I would put him up against anybody, at least from what I've seen this season, defensively, up against anyone offensively. I think Micah Parsons is going to be the difference in this. And I wouldn't sleep on Dallas's secondary either. I think they're physical other than Trayvon. I think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to win. I just I like that that grittiness that they have, that battle test. I think Zeke's even going to bounce back. I, I just There's something that I feel about this team. I know you're looking at stats. I like to look at stats. But I just, you know, sometimes you go with your gut. And sure. that's what I'm saying here. And with my gut, I think the Cowboys win. Uh, I would go ahead and take the three and a half, uh, of course. But I I just don't, I don't know a, a score. I think they win close. Yeah. I mean, this but, could absolutely be the most exciting matchup we have all weekend. It's not yes. an easy choice for me to just lean all full stop San Francisco. There are a lot of good points on why Dallas could win this game and a lot of good points San Fran could win this game. It's mm-hmm. going to be exciting. I know they uh, set a record or they had a, a ratings record for the Monday night game against Tampa Bay. That'd be shattered. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> San Francisco, <laughs> Dallas, bring back the 90s because yeah. that's what it is. And one thing I forgot to uh, tell you guys is that we, we didn't mention this, and I don't know why we didn't. Last year, San Francisco knocked the Dallas Cowboys out of the playoffs, and every single one of those guys remembers that. Okay. And they remember, I thought Dallas was the better team last year, and now it's flipped. You don't think Dallas is going to be a little fired up? I, I like to, I just, my gut says, this is it, Yorkie. All right, so uh, that's it. America's team, another one in the books. We're going to join you, win or lose, next week. That's our our, uh, absolute promise to you. But Hopefully the Cowboys are riding into an NFC Championship game. It would be the first time since, what, 96? Yeah, it would pretty much be the first time since I could actually have human memory that that would happen. It would be amazing for me. There you go, Dylan Reed, Tristan Rines. I'm Austin York. Until next time, this is America's Team. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.